listening to Making a Difference About Domestic Violence and Abuse with host Shereen Rice on the CWR Talk Network. Good evening, this is Shereen Rice of Making a Difference About Domestic Violence. My goal for this show is to educate and help in a healing journey for those that are suffering from domestic abuse. I am pre-recording tonight. Um, because I'm having fun with my family and friends on the 4th of July. So there won't be any ability to call in. But if you're listening tonight and would like to get in touch with me, you're more than welcome to email me um, at shereencwr at gmail.com. So let me um, spell that out for you. S-H-A-R-E-E-N-E-C-W-R at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. I'd like to remind everyone that our show is on every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 7 Mountain, 8 Central Time. My show can also be heard on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and now on iHeartRadio if you subscribe to those services. If you want direct links to those services, you may go to the CWR homepage on the website, cwrtalknetwork.com, and click on the logo for that service. If at any time you experience a trigger by this topic, please call the national hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE or 1-800-799-7233. Okay, the first thing I want to do is explain. I will say I was having a lot of fun. (laughs) I was at an experiential educational conference all week. And I knew that I would be able to do my show because I knew that what time it all ended, which was Thursday at like 4. Well... Then we had this opportunity to go see Macbeth and touch a 1600 book from Shakespeare, uh, plays compiled, uh, Shakespeare, <laughs> let me see if I can say this, Shakespearean plays p- compiled in the 1600s. And I got to touch it. Yes, I got to touch the pages and turn the pages. It was absolutely amazing. So uh, because of that, <laughs> My show did not get published last week, so uh, that's my excuse, but it won't happen again. I'm sorry. I was going to not have one for this week, but because I didn't have one last week, I am having it this week. Let's go to a public service announcement, and I'll be right back. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Well, I finally did it. I improved my credit score. You're kidding, right? Uh, no. How are we supposed to be the bad boys of electrosynth pop if you're out there being responsible? The band is about to be discovered. This is our year. Uh, yeah, you've been saying that for a while now. You think anyone in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was worried about their credit score? I never really thought that. Of we're... course they weren't. Rock stars aren't supposed to think about that kind of stuff. We're supposed to think about how many guitars we've smashed, write aggressively sensitive power ballads, start questionable fashion trends, tragically break up and blame creative differences. All right, all right, just... I thought maybe it was time to take control of my finances, you know? Start using a budget. Get out of debt. Set some goals. A budget? Debt? Set some goals? Listen, I knew that we'd have our creative differences, but I was hoping they'd involve a little more scandal. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Making a Difference About Domestic Violence and Abuse with your host, Shereen Rice, on the CWR Talk Network.
Welcome back. This is Shireen Rice. I'm going to give a warning for this show. It it's not a trigger warning, actually. It has a very thick religious discussion due to the religious content. So this warning is for only those who may not like that type of a discussion. I do not have a guest tonight because I wanted to talk about a topic that actually shocked me recently. And I'd like to share this experience um, that I had just a few days ago. Um, keep in mind the DV community is a very small one, and so we usually work together on absolutely everything. I know I do, and and that is open to absolutely everyone, all, all industries, and uh, I, it's it it's a great work that everyone that works in this business does. Uh, but let me tell you a little bit about myself that you may not know before I continue. Um, besides working on my PhD right now, I have a two, four, and five-year certificate from the Institute of Religion. I love the gospel of Jesus Christ. I would say more than most people uh, that I have a, a love stronger than most people, but that would just be a conjecture on my part, actually. I grew up until I was nine in California, and we went to Oregon until I was 18, and I returned to California. Before the age of nine, I didn't know any members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in my school in California, nor in Oregon. I was the only one, and there was my brother one year older than me and a girl two years older than that. So I never grew up around members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All my friends were of different denominations, and I'm going to tell you, I went to church with them. I loved it. Since we did not go to our church very often, I had a strong desire to find out if my family had been duped for seven generations. So I began to attend other churches. I attended them anyway, whether I was looking or not, because I had so much fun with my friends. The Catholic one from time to time, the Baptist a few times, Methodist a few times, and my BFF's favorite was Holy Roller Church. So that was really interesting, <laughs> actually kind of fun. But when I turned 17, I started to attend the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints more frequently. I took an Old Testament class uh, when I got went to college from a man who taught us from the Hebrew Bible. Think of how coveted uh, an opportunity that was. It was absolutely amazing. I loved it. And then I took a New Testament class from a man who had a PhD in religious studies. Absolutely, again, phenomenal. I just absolutely loved it. I had a world religion class plus several others because to get those certificates, you had to have classes and writings and so forth. I served the Lord sharing the gospel uh, before my mission, during my mission, following my mission, a full-time mission. I love the Savior. I love everything about him. And everyone has their own Jonah and the whale story is what I tell everyone, where we have to turn our hearts to our own, our, ourselves and our Lord. So everyone is brought closer to the Lord in some way. Paul had his road to Damascus. Jonah had to sit and think in the stomach of a whale for three days. And when I teach people about healing from domestic violence, and if they are religious, I use a Savior and his awesome atonement that he gave freely to us. He is all healing, body, mind, and soul. And I teach this over and over and over and every technique that I can to use this. Okay, so that is where I'm starting from. I love people of all religions, and I think not one above another. We are all equal in the eyes of our Heavenly Father. We are His children. We are all Christians. 
because Christians means belief in Christ. Now what you all know is my master's degree is in curriculum instruction. So what I do, and I do it well, is develop curriculum. And if you ever hear me talk about a learning theorist, Vygotsky, you also know that if he was uh, alive today, I would absolutely marry him. I ask so much appreciation and adoration for his educational theories. Um, though he died in 1934, <laughs> that is not a possibility. Okay, so, and you know, my PhD is on healing and empowerment of domestic violence for female survivors. Okay, as fee, uh, let's talk a little bit about religious abuse. What is religious abuse? Religious abuse is anything that is dealing with religion that someone wants to hurt you with. And you can tell when it's intentional because it's repetitive. Repetition of trying to hurt someone is normal, right? We all know that because we deal with abusers. Okay. As victims, survivors, or thrivers, you will be religiously abused in the most unsuspecting places. Now, let me share an experience that happened two days ago. I want to volunteer my time to facilitate DV classes for ARMS, Abuse Recovery Ministry Service. They helped me a lot five years ago when I was going through my abuse. I wanted to give back to them for what they did for me by rendering service to them through through facilitation of their classes. That being said, I'm sure you're saying, and where do you fit it into your schedule, Shereen? Because my time is extremely busy. I mean, really busy. But it is something I really wanted to do because I felt I was giving back to the Lord. I felt I was giving back to um, them for helping me. They are non-denominational, and I love that. Their curriculum is great, and their love for others is is just unmatchable. I took a class. It cost 50 bucks, which was fine. I didn't care. Um, I wanted to learn how they wanted me to administer this, though curriculum instruction is my forte, right? I attended this class every Sunday night so I could be familiar with their curriculum, and they do a straight reading curriculum. That did not matter to me. I was going to follow their rules, even though a reading curriculum isn't one that I would choose as a designer. I had just finished this class. I'm preparing to take another class with this group so that I could be all into the facilitation thing and I get an email from the teacher and she said can we have a chat and I said oh I have no problem with that though I will say I was extraordinarily busy and but I don't have a problem with talking to anyone for any length of time whatever they need to do and they said to me and I quote we cannot accept your application because you are Mormon and not a Christian so let me first define the word Christian. Acts 11:26. We learn that those who follow Christ are Christians. Okay, those who follow Christ are Christians. They even, you know, buttering me up, said, hey, you know, we saw your testimony of the Savior. We thought it was absolutely beautiful, blah, 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 blah. So, therefore, if I have a testimony of the Savior, I follow the Savior. I, I'm a Christian, right? I explained I belonged to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which is named after the Savior. That's when they stated, that is only recently that had changed your name. And I said, mm, no, uh, that has actually been going on for 150 years plus. Uh, so they didn't really 
have any background in my church. I could see that. And so the term, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has been in existence since the inception of the church. We know that. So let's expound on Christian again for a moment. The thought process that those who belong to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that are not Christians is a very archaic thought process. This actually was about 30 years ago. Uh, the last time I heard it, because everybody knew uh, since then, they grew up and they said, oh, yeah, you're you're Christians. And has this myth has since been dispelled by definition. That being said, Julie and Stacy did indicate that their rules also were archaic, being over 20 years old. So I can kind of understand that. But my question is, what type of a Christian would call another person not a Christian? Not only was their comment discriminatory, it was also disparaging and abusive. When I brought this to light, they were not happy with me. I also believed that they would not believe it to be religious abuse as well. But what type of abuser thinks that they are being abusive? So they do not want me to facilitate DV classes because they do, did not think I am a Christian. I'm all good with that. So after they did not have a leg to stand on, they said, you do not have the same faith. I said, kind of explain faith. What does it mean we don't have the same faith? I mean, when you believe in the Savior, you believe in the Savior, right? How is that faith different? They said, you do not believe there is one word of God. And Hebrews 13.8 indicates that the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he is going to disseminate his word to all of his children, regardless of who he has to do that for him. And I said, there is only one word. It's God's word. And if you want to go by the scriptures, that word is Christ. So they did not have that leg to stand on. And then they said, you do not believe in the Trinity. Okay, at this point, I realize these people are grasping at straws. I know the Trinity inside out and backwards, because what did I do? I have a two, three, and five-year certificate. I'm sorry two, four, and five-year certificate in the Institute of Religion. So I know the difference between the Trinity and not the Trinity, and I quite well. <laughs> so I asked, I will be talking to women about domestic violence, not that whether there is three beings in one or one being in three. So here is where the abuse comes in. I, I talked to them for, I'm going to say, at least 10 minutes, I asked if I believed uh, they, I'm sorry, <clears throat> this is where the abuse comes in. I asked if I believed all that, if what they said, if I could facilitate classes, and they said, only if you were were a person of faith. So as long as I believed that there was a trinity and all the other things they said, then I could facilitate their classes. An abuser, my friend, wants to change you. They manipulate you until you do change. I'm going to tell you right now, they didn't say I was not a Christian once. They didn't say it twice. They didn't say it three times. They said it over and over and over as if they were trying to convince themselves or try to change me. Was it not abusive to say I was not a Christian? It, in fact, was. Was it abusive to question my love for the Savior when I wrote my testimony of him and all he had done for me on my application, of which arms praised? Yes, it was. Was it, abuse, was it an abuse tactic to say if I changed my views that I could facilitate for them? Yes, it was very much so. They were disparaging, disrespectful, abusive, and discriminatory. And I let them know that. 
I would like to add, they did not say I was not a Christian once, twice, three times, like I said before. It was numerous times. I'm going to tell you, I don't even know how many times they said it. Was it wrong for anyone to question someone else's love for our beloved Savior who atoned for our sins and died for us? Absolutely. I would never, ever, ever, ever tell someone you're not a Christian because that is not my relationship. That is their relationship with the Savior. I told them it was not right for them to discriminate against me because they did not understand my religion because they went based on hearsay, but no direct knowledge. And the reason why I say hearsay is when they said, oh, you just changed your name recently. No, 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 no. no. And I'm sorry they actually thought that, but that um, that's not how it's ever been. And if you know anything about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, it's been called that since its inception. I asked if a Baptist and Methodist want to facilitate, could they? Because they said they had to be of the same faith, right? They said they could because they were of the same faith. That alone made no sense to me because Baptists and Methodists are of different faiths. Because if they were all the same faith, they'd be the same name. They'd be all Baptists or all Methodists. They have the same faith. So I asked if that's so be, why are they not all one faith? They said my religion had major differences, but those differences are mute because we do not even talk about anything other than Psalms 23 with the DV information in class. And it has to be read verbatim, so it's totally a mute point. Just for all my listeners to understand, the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints believes in the Old Testament as well as the New, and I'm sure I'm speaking to the choir. I love the New Testament, and I have read it. Numerous times. It's like family to me. I love how the Savior loves all people. How he talks to them and acknowledges them and strengthens them. No better example has ever lived on how to treat women than he. None. I do have to say though, my favorite Old Testament story is Jonah and the whale. because, Because he's so human to me. And he cracks me up when he tried to flee from Heavenly Father. Like he, that's even possible. <laughs> well, you might as well run the other direction when he tells you to go another direction. That's probably going to work for somebody. But it didn't work for him either. So what a great lesson we learned from him. Okay, I have said too much, I'm sure, about this. I can ask for my listeners, look for religious abuse everywhere. When people talk to you about religion and use it against you if anyone says you're not a christian that is not to them to judge you that is for the lord to judge you whether you are a follower of christ or not that is not them to judge you ever even those who profess to be religious can be abusive the lord has asked us to forgive so i will forgive the abuse recovery ministry service for their abuse towards me Please call uh, this number, 503-846-9284, and let them know that those who belong to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints are Christians. Or you can go to their website, abuserecovery.org, and click on the Contact Us email, and let them know. I no longer want to facilitate for them, uh, for such an organization. I wish them well. Uh, They did help me a lot, and I wanted to give back, but I can't in right consciousness do that. I can't give back to an organization that discriminates, that disparages, uh, that hurts other people. Do I think it was 
intelligently? No, I think they were reading from a script, to be honest with you. I think they were reading, oh, well, my my little paper here says you're not Christian, so I can't do it, you know. I don't believe this is anything that came from either one of these ladies. I don't. Because I don't believe that they are anything other than a great follower of the Savior. And I think that they were only reading what was written for them by whom I have no idea. I will say I was not treated as well as I am doing for them right now. That phone call was very, very disturbing. And they knew it was disturbing. And they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm just fine. But why would you discriminate against me? Why would you disparage me? Why are you abusing me? Why are you disrespecting not only me, but the Savior? Anyone who disrespects a Christian, another fellow Christian, disrespects the Savior. And they did it in the name of Christ. Well, they didn't like my response. I, After I said that, they hung up on me. I am sure it is because they did not like me explaining they could not say I was not a Christian. But it is what they did. And they did it not once, twice, or three times. They kept doing it. Like, I would believe them if they said it enough times. That's what abusers do, if you remember. Not sure why it was so important to them that they changed my beliefs. I would like to admonish the Abuse Recovery Ministry Service that they allow all people, regardless of religious views, to be able to facilitate for them in non-denominational ways. Theirs obviously had a denominational weight because you had to be a person of their faith. Personally, I don't define someone else's faith because the Lord knows the truth. He knows our hearts. He knows who we are. If anyone that is listening tonight would like to learn more about the beliefs of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints so you can actually speak intelligently about the subject, please go to comeontochrist.org. That will help significantly. Please look for religious abuse everywhere, people. I am—I was sickened. Uh, I still have a knot in my stomach based on the things they were telling me uh, that are far from the truth. When you tell someone, oh, you're not a Christian, you're not a Christian, you're not a Christian, you're like, um, I believe in Christ. You know that I believe in the Savior. You know that I shared my testimony of the Savior with you. You know all this. And they're, oh, yeah, what a beautiful testimony that was. And then they say, but you're not a Christian. People, that is not the uh, definition of a Christian. A Christian is someone who loves you for who you are, no matter what religion you are. And they say, they don't try to tell you whether you're a follower of Christ or not, like I experienced two days ago. My heart does go out to them. I would ask that they revise their archaic uh, methodology in and allowing only certain religions, like only Baptists and Methodists, to uh, facilitate for them. Because I think they can reach more people that way. I want you to know I love you all. You're wonderful. And next week I'll have Rebecca Jackson on. She's amazing. She's a director of a DV music video. That is Spot on. I um, actually put it on all my sites and shared it all over the world, actually. I loved it. Loves to all, whether you're a Christian or not, I love you, and I think you're amazing. There is healing for all of God's children through the Savior's atonement. And I will see you next week. Have a good night. Stay safe.